It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Swings it out to Sadiq Bey. Gets Benny B to call. Abdul Rahman at midcourt. Extra pass. And it goes for the win. The three-pointer by Jordan Poole. Here's the give. Walker. Danny Walker. Touchdown. Smarty. Goff's got it. Back. Looks. Throws. Ends up. Yes. Touchdown to Craig Lyons. They did it. Armand Ross. They brought him to the receiving end. Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here. A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera. He's got two goals. Perkins in on goal. Scores! His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. <laughs> Into X's and, uh, welcome into X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Ryan L.P. here, Anthony Bellino, joining in just a moment, having some network connectivity problems. And, I don't know, maybe the officials from last night are in charge of Anthony's connection and just refusing to do what they're asked to do on the court. Just an abomination. That's why people don't like the NBA when you see just absolute garbage like that at an end of a game where the Pistons get fouled twice in the final seconds while the Knicks are just mobbing them to get the ball back as the Knicks were down one. And then immediately admitted after the game. We don't have to wait for some bogus two-minute report where the officials were cover for each other. The crew chief from last night came out immediately after the game, said Asar Thompson was fouled because, you know, um, Dante DiVincenzo just slide tackled him uh, on, the, on the sideline to get the ball back. But don't worry, they called the foul on the Pistons, as uh, I believe Jalen Brunson or Josh Hart. It's escaping me because I was so livid over the non-call foul. I forgot who was fouled for the Knicks as they hit the game-winning basket with less than three seconds left. Get the in one. And then, uh, yeah, and Pistons lose. But, you know, it is what it is. Monty Williams spent his entire post-game press conference, by entire post-game press conference, I mean, 40 seconds. That's how long uh, his press conference lasted last night laying into the official, so expect to see a fine because, you know, that's – I love when pro sports works this way where you can see the official screwing up so poorly that there's no repercussions, at least publicly, for them. But you get – you have to pay money if you actually mention that they did a poor job. Like – why is it so hard to, for the leagues to hold the officials accountable publicly? Like, don't you think every fan base of all sports 
would just like it if you held the people that literally control every game publicly accountable. I mean, I know the NFL, they're the only, to my knowledge, the only ones where the officials have to do some sort of media. But again, that media is one reporter at the stadium gets to call them for like two minutes. The pool reporter, they call him for two minutes. And, you know, that one reporter, at least when I've been at Lions games, you know, they walk around and say, hey, do you have any questions for him? As they try to, you know, ask as much as possible. But again, what really does that do? So just another embarrassing moment for for the NBA and their, their officials. But people won't really care too much because it's the Pistons and, you know, they got to earn those calls. No, they don't. I'm sorry. Like, cut me the BS of teams have to earn calls like that. That was a slide tackle in basketball. That's a oh, call you don't have to earn. Absolute chop block. Chop block, slide tackle, just... It, like, I saw the the garbage last night from Pistons fans. Like, well, the Pistons couldn't get a rebound. They couldn't do this. I'm sorry. The most basic call in all of basketball at every league was not called. Yeah, I was Barely. more... Um, I was a little torn up a sergeant. Like, that's why they tell you don't dribble a loose ball. Just grab it. Just grab it. Where, where are you dribbling to? You're up Again. one. Just grab the ball. Again, I don't care about all the... All of that. It is an easy call for an official. And the official comes out after the game and says, yep, we screwed up. It's like, I'm sorry. No, you don't get to screw up like that. At what point are a league going to publicly hold officials accountable for doing an awful job? Never. Then you'll never have a league that's trusted. Yeah, and I don't people think oh and say it's rigged, it's fake, because the the leagues won't come out and reprimand their officials publicly, the people that control the entire outcomes of every game. I don't know exactly like what the um what the solution is. You know, because at the end of the day after the game report their discipline publicly. I mean, okay. So the, even if they even if they do discipline them, then what happens? That, like, you, they know next time where they have to go out. They have to be more accountable because they'll have to answer media questions. They could be suspended. They could be fined for poor jobs, just like everyone else that they work with. The really unfortunate thing is that, you know, even afterwards when they, they come out and they admit that, yeah, no, we botched that call. Like with the gambling that is at stake, and I guess, I mean, the Pistons covered, so it doesn't really matter. But that's one of the things that I've always wondered about from a gambling but Pistons money line. <laughs> I don't know. That, uh, that three percentage of betters might have to call that 1-800 number. Um, you know, it's a... It's just it's so interesting to me with how gambling is such a large part of sports now and how much it's promoted 
and this, that, and the third that people just seem to be like, oh, okay, yeah, the refs blew the call that lost the game. Like, it, it feels like there should be more there. Um, more there, but you know what? Do, what do we know, right? What's even more entertaining is uh, LeBron James complaining about foul calls from the from the weekend. That was that was good. By the way, do you see the Clippers' new uniforms? I did. They are completely average. Really. The uniforms, the, yeah, it's, yeah, like the, uh, the like the logo, like the entire the entire setup. I guess the logo's Not, okay. I mean, it's a Columbus Clippers um, logo, kind of, you know, redone. But anything that's done nowadays, it's very generic. It's there's not there's creativity to it, but you can't be too creative with it. So it's just everything that comes out in the last like ten, fifteen years has just been very corporate, bland, blah stuff. I see their. Uh, I see your point there. Um, the Columbus Clippers. I mean, they shouldn't even be able to have the team name Columbus Clippers. Uh, that you know, because it's been in, in L.A. for how long? Uh, but regardless, you know, the NBA when they blew up all the the logos of the '90s and made everything very circular, very uh, as you mentioned, the word corporate's a really good way to put it. Very sterile. Uh, that all the logos have to be like the same if you were to list them all out on like a blank sheet of paper, whereas in the 90s, man, everything was different, right? Uh, the Toronto Raptor looked different from the Detroit Piston, uh, which looked different from the New York Knicks. Like all of it was uh, was so cool and so well designed. All right, we'll step aside. Uh, we got a lot to get to. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked right here. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. From 
Traverse City to the Glass City. GR to the Motor City. You're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports and Network. Great to have you riding along with us no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. By your Super Center guest line, 866 838 4843 on Twitter, XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well. I think we're all squared away on the TV side. I think it should be okay. Visually, it looks okay. It still has some lean to me, but that's okay. Uh, but the physical, not like on the screen, but the equipment over there's got a little lean. Uh, not a Buckeye fan, but Jake Diebler playing for uh, the Rams in my hometown of Upper Sandusky, Ohio, now head coaching the Buckeyes. And coming up with huge wins, absolutely incredible. Our town is so proud of what he has done so far. And we are pulling for him to succeed uh, from here on out. That comes from Brian on Facebook. Uh, Brian on Facebook, when it comes to Jake Diebler, this is quite the uh, quite the story here uh, for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And, and look, they're not going to, um, you know, maybe they could do the NIT. They're not getting an NCAA tournament berth unless they were to win the Big Ten tournament. Stranger things have happened. What if he pulls that off? I felt really bad that it didn't work out for Chris Holtman, but for Jake Diebler, uh, if you know anything about like Upper Sandusky or that area um, of Ohio, it's not like uh, it's not like booming metropolis of you know Cleveland or Cincinnati uh, or even Columbus at that point. You know, it's uh, it's more more like small town sort of USA. It's kind of maybe that's a good way to put it, uh, but that's you know for for Jake Diebler to rise, get this opportunity. And to be able to accomplish some things that might have the Ohio State brass kind of looking at each other going, okay, like, wait a minute, we got our guy. He understands what we're all about here. Like, that that might really work. So I'm actually rooting for Jake Diebler um, as well. Uh, Brian on Facebook. I am, I'm right there with you. So uh, for me, I'm in the same boat. I hope he does well. I uh, hope he wins every game except for the ones he plays against Michigan. But odds are he's going to be just fine uh, trying to uh, – Trying to get that accomplished. All right, uh, I wanted to hop into this uh, this story here on Co- Cody Bellinger of the Chicago Cubs because they just agreed on a three year, eighty million dollar contract, and this has ended the free agency bid with a return to Chicago, where he's going to pick up on a slash line of three hundred seven, three fifty six, and five twenty five with twenty six home runs and ninety seven RBI last season. Now he goes into free agency thinking he's, you know, same sort of uh, think about it like the same way Carlos Correa hit free agency, right? I mean, here is a guy that, yeah, they they want one of those big mega deals. And I am so proud and so happy for MLB ownership for putting on their big boy pants. You know, round of applause. Round of applause. It's easy. Don't sign them. He's 28 years old. Why would you sign a decade-long deal when, just like Miguel Cabrera, you're going to get some incredible play for like three to four years? You're going to get some kind of mediocre play for about three years, and then the last two to three years of that contract, they're going to be just god-awful. You shouldn't have to do... Why would you do that? Why would you pay... It doesn't make any... It's a terrible business decision. And so the MLB owners are like, yeah, screw it. These agents, we talked about this with John Wagner. These agents want this dump truck full of money 
for guys like Blake Snell, we're just not going to do it. I'm not signing him for that. And not at your age. Shohei Otani can be the outlier. Cool. Once in a generation type of player. Literally once in a generation type of player. Like Shohei Otani, when you hear generational talent, like he's the best of his generation, like that's what it is. It's not whatever quarterback throws really well and jumps really high in the combine this week. They're not generational talents. They're the same generation as Patrick Mahomes. Stop it. As for Bellinger, couldn't be happier. Could not be happier for MLB saying, you know what? We're done with these stupid contracts. Thank God. Here's three years. This is the way it's going to work. He's 28 years old. He'll get $30 million this year, $30 million next year, and $20 million the following year with opt-out clauses after year one and year two. Now, before the 2022 season, Correa signed a three-year $105 million contract. No team offered him that long-term deal, right? Correa opted out after the first season and returned to the Twins on a six-year $200 million deal after the medical issues scuttled some uh, contracts that he may have had done with the uh, the Frisco Giants and the New York Mets. And obviously, he's got to have a, a finished 10th in NL MVP voting. My only question here is, if this is the deal, then why didn't the Tigers reach out? Like, why didn't the Tigers just try to figure, like, hey, all right, let's let's take a let's take a gander here real quick, let's investigate, let's see about you know potentially adding somebody like Cody Bellinger into our into, onto our team. That's the only thing that I'm looking at and thinking to myself. Why aren't we why aren't we at least playing ball here? Like why aren't we at least picking up the phone trying to figure it out if this is a team that is under the average payroll, why not give him a call and see? Maybe maybe he's more comfortable with five years. Maybe he's more comfortable doing that. But why wouldn't you at least, I mean, a proven major league commodity, why wouldn't you at least pick up the phone and try to figure it out? And to be honest with you, you know, for, for I, I think that's going to be the biggest complaint um, because you're going to, you know, you're going to see there's a familiar name still out there that's kind of floating around a little bit. That's J.D. Martinez, and people are going to look at that. They're going to remember the good old days. And maybe there's some intrigue here, but I have, um, you know, for me personally, you know, I do. I think that Cody Bellinger is going to win him a Super Bowl. No, do I think they should be the favorites to win the AL Central? Yeah, I do, I do, and I know that uh, John and I went back and forth on that. And he, I mean, like, look, eventually somebody's going to have to step up and play. Like that's that that's got to be it. Somebody's going to have to be the person that they that they've been telling us that that guy is. Does that make sense? Like I'm excited for it, and nobody nobody made a blockbuster move in the central, and hopefully that a majority of our team could be healthy at one point of the season. I think that would be great. You know, does losing Eduardo hurt? Of course it does. But that I mean, I'm just sitting there, I'm looking at Bellinger, and I'm like, okay, like that's a really good year last year. He's gonna have he's had more years uh, like that than not. Like maybe that's worth picking up the phone to have a conversation with. And according to reports, we didn't even play ball. Now that's you know not to uh, no that doesn't spark a whole lot of like I want to be really good 
Um, I want this team to be really good. I want this uh, organization to pick up where the Red Wings are, are, are leaving off. And I want them to be able to carry us through the summer, playing exciting baseball games at the end of June, early July, when we hit the All-Star break, knowing that for the proverbial second half of the season, this team's got a chance to do something. That's that's what I'm looking for. That's my expectation of Tigers baseball this year, is to be at or near the top of the AL Central for a majority of the season. And I'm I'm literally asking them to play to their ability. That's all. I, I don't think that we need to sit around here and think that for whatever reason, all the Tigers, oh, they're only five more years away, right? This has taken long enough. Like, make a legitimate push for the playoffs here. You know, I, I, obviously they have very high expectations for Colt Keith. With the deal that they gave him, you would think that he'd be starting at second day one. They've got some really good pieces in place. Now that they moved on from Alavila, they'll be able to get some stuff done in the trade deadline. And we can, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully progress in a way that with the, you know, the, the no salary restrictions here, this team should be able to generate some revenue. Like they, they should be able to be able to spend in the off season. We'll step aside when we return. Uh, let's dive into what took place last night at the garden and about time. Monty Williams is mad. Hear from him. Imagine this a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. The day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined. At Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. The Freddy the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. Can't call in? Text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000 or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now back to X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino here on the Michigan Sports Network. 
Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports and Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Absolute pleasure uh, to have you with us. And it's funny, we just mentioned the thing about the LA Clippers logo and somebody just did a thread that popped up on my timeline about the biggest NBA team logo downgrades. He did a thread and uh, he had the, the Detroit Pistons listed almost immediately. Uh, from the flaming horse with the pistons across to the red, white, and blue basketball logo that they have now, that is just uh, just doesn't move the um, doesn't move the needle a whole lot. I know there's some some people that are like the anti teal crowd. Uh, the problem, the biggest problem with the NBA is the constant changing, right? They they what's the issue with the league is everything they do is like this nonstop sort of change evolution. The city jersey, the statement jersey, like. The names of those, to begin with, are ridiculous. You could just say alternates, uh, and that would be fine. But you have your home, your away, home and road, and then two alternates, right? And every year, they just keep producing more and more jerseys that are just different. Like, how did we go from the black? We have black and orange jerseys now, which I get are the ode to the bad boys, um, you know, skull and basketball and crossbone. Like, it just has nothing. It's got nothing to do with the Pistons. You know, so for all the people that kicked the table and screamed uh, over the fact that teal isn't our color, what the hell is that? What is this running pumpkins that we got going on here? What's happening there? You know, so for me, personally, like, I actually liked when they tried to rebrand from, you know, 1996, when, when they did the rebrand and they brought out the teal, they didn't need to completely like rebrand it, but that the Pistons logo is fine. You can do that same logo with the flaming horse in red, white, and blue. But you got to find some consistency. You don't need to con. You got different courts that are changing all the time. Uh, you get jerseys that are changing all the time. You got rosters that are changing all the time. You got a bunch of guys on rosters people have never even heard of. Um, that is just, to me, is just preposterous. Also, LeBron James is upset. ESPN moved his son off of their mock drafts. And I heard Mike Greenberg doing a big, big shtick, if you will, on this, on this situation. And he was like, I don't know how you could be mad at LeBron, this, that, and the third, yada, yada, yada. It's like, there's no way, like, nobody's saying that he's not a great basketball player. He's very good at basketball. Like, there's no issue there. Uh, but LeBron James commented on NBA Central's tweet, can y'all please just let a kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The working results will ultimately do the talking no matter what he decides to do. If y'all don't know, he doesn't care what a mock draft has to say. He just works earned, not given. No, it's literally given. It's literally given. It's a given. If he If he elects to go to the NBA, like he's only getting in the NBA because of who his dad is, and that team knows, as I have been saying for years, and LeBron finally came out and said, like he's going to play and try to play with his son. He wants to do the Ken Griffey Jr. Senior thing. But ESPN removed Bronny James from the 2024 mock draft, now projects him to be selected in 2025. Based on what? Five points a game at USC? Like you're out of your mind. And so LeBron is now talking about, can you let a kid be a kid? LeBron, you were the one that said Bronny, LeBron James Jr. could come play for the Lakers right now. You said that. Not us. We didn't say that. I did not say that. Mm -mm. No, I'm all for letting the kid be the kid. 
I'm also not going to go out there and toot his horn and talk about how he should be playing for the Lakers right now. Like, what? And then you want to complain? Like, that? That's that's LeBron in a nutshell. Like, that's... It's not. It's never been about basketball, and for you know, for the actual basketball itself, he's, you know, a top five player of all time. There you go. I don't think anybody. You can't really dispute that. He's had incredible averages. The guy's played for twenty years, for God's sakes. Uh, I'm not. I'm just not a big fan about how he goes about his business. It's a good basketball player, though. One of the best ever to ever do it. It's it's undeniable. Undeniable. But that, like, the hypocrisy there is just, it's baffling to me. How do you go from saying he could play for the Lakers right now to let a kid be a kid and the results are going to speak for themselves and it's earned, not given? Really? You're telling me that because the name that he was given, the parents he was given, that hasn't helped him? Like, come on, you're out of your mind. You're nuts. You are nuts. I mean, I'm not too proud to admit that. I got great parents. I was just luck of the draw. Luck of the draw. The dice roll coming out. You have no idea. You have no idea. You could just say it and be honest about it. But then it takes me back to the spray paint of his house and how quickly it was cleaned up. And, you know, it's going to send me down that path. I don't want to go down that path right now. But I just want to share that little. A nugget of information, a little tidbit right there. All right, now on to what took place in New York last night at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. Okay, so the Detroit Pistons, uh, once again, really struggle to uh, defend conceptually. I, I don't know. I'm going to probably have to say this every day, uh, but they do not. Uh, there are some simple concepts of defense that they don't execute very well, and it's got to be a coaching thing because there's no way. I mean, we these are, but I see Michigan struggle with some of the very the, the very same concepts, right? And the way I compared this last night is like if you went out to uh, a YMCA and played rec ball, and you were just you you just went there by yourself, and you guys are like, hey, anybody got next? And you're looking around, you're looking for teammates, and like, yeah, you could join with us, and you have no idea who anybody is. That's how they play defense. Just like ah, you're, we're going to play man to man, and you know, just kind of hustle up and down the court, and that that's going to be that. Right, it doesn't look like they have a very good team chemistry on defense. Like they just met each other and they're like, "Oh, okay." Like, no. But what had happened was is there was a loose ball play, and when it happened, I'm yelling "foul" at the television. I'm debating on whether or not I'm going to tweet about this. I decide not to because at that point, it's just like you know what, the hell with this, and I probably probably should have tweeted about it. Um, because it, it it was just it was such an egregious call that as a loose ball happens, I'm going to play the final what is this the final 23 seconds of this right now. Ten seconds ago, he throws it away. Ball loose, picked up by Brunson. Brunson inside the heart. Okay, so what happens is is that after a missed shot, there's a loose ball, there's a rebound, it's tipped around. Dante DiVincenzo has a uh, has a pass that is thrown, and it is the pass is intercepted by Asar Thompson. Gets his left hand out there, 
it touches the ball to gain possession. You have 10.2 seconds. You're up 1.111 uh, to 110 over the Knicks, looking for your ninth win of the season. That we have a we have a very um, a very good rule that if you are in, in at any level involved in youth basketball, uh, you have kids that play youth basketball. I want you to take this rule with you, and then here's the real world application of it, this at the highest level. The rule is don't dribble a loose ball. That's the rule. Don't dribble a loose ball. You take that you take that home to your kids. Make sure that they know that we do not dribble a loose ball. And why do you not dribble a loose ball? Well, the reason is, is that in a lot of times in different scenarios, uh, the ball will be loose, bouncing on the uh, bouncing on the uh, on the floor, and typically not bouncing to where you can pick it up and go immediately, right? If the ball is loose, and let's just say it's in the middle of the court, somehow your kid's at the three-point line, and he's looking at 70 feet in front of him, right? The ball ends up bouncing, grab the ball with two hands, and then go, right? Because you're grabbing it with two hands. You're not going to travel with it, right? Because you're, you're gathering it with two hands. You take your step, and then you go, right? Very controlled, fast, but controlled dribble. We're going to scoop it with two hands, and then we're going to put the ball on the floor. The reason we don't dribble a loose ball is a lot of times, especially at the youth level, the ball isn't necessarily bouncing at like waist height. It's not like a perfect bounce you can just pick this thing up with. It's like a little dribble. You know, the ball's just like, blah, 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 blah. it's just like barely getting off the ground. And little kids want to run and they want to try to tap it with their hand and get that ball going down the floor and ends up being a turnover. Right? So if the ball is lower to the actual floor, if, if it's closer in proximity to the floor, Right, we jump stop, we grab the ball with two hands, we get into triple threat, we're looking around the floor, we're identifying where we need to go, and then you can begin your dribble. But especially in a situation, situational awareness here, in a situation where you have the lead with under a minute to play, we need to get to the free throw line. So all you have to do is secure possession. They are going to follow you. You get to the free throw line, you knock down a couple free throws, this baby is over. However, void of all fundamental concepts, this Detroit Pistons team is playing last night, and Asar Thompson intercepts the ball with his left hand, right? Left hand goes out to block the pass. As he does block the pass with his left, he then gets the ball in play and wildly has it loose with his right hand. If you blocked it down with your left, grab the ball in a jump stop, cradle it if you have to. Look like a little kid hatching an egg now. You know, when, you're, when your son and daughter first starts basketball and they catch the ball in the wing, they put it in their stomach and they like hunch over and they squat and they look like they're going to lay an egg and they're looking all around because they don't know what the hell to do, right? That's basically all he had to do here. Instead, he tips it away with his right hand or his left hand, he tries to dribble it with his right hand, loses control of the ball. Now it's a free-for-all. Dante DiVincenzo throws a legal... An an actual act, legal cut block, probably the best block that New York has seen throughout the entire football season. Chops Asar Thompson down at the thighs. Ball somehow stays in play. You can't see anything. Jalen Brunson picks it up, goes the other way. The feed inside to Josh Hart. Josh Hart is outside of the restricted area. Jalen Duran, second consecutive game, giving up an and one at the end of the game. Jalen Duran jumps com- up and is completely vertical. Com- if you want to say the Knicks get a one-point lead, that's fine. But to not call the loose ball foul and then to call the foul on Jalen Duran 
who there is a law. It's called the law of verticality, right? It's a rule. As long as you jump straight up and not into the uh, opposition, it's not a foul. He is about as vertical as vertical gets. Josh Hart falls as he throws it up. It bounces in. They call the foul. I get up, take my plate upstairs. And once again, right, we talked about fundamentals on defense. Uh, Who are we going to help on screens? Who are we going to hedge on screens? When are we going to switch, right, conceptually? What are our principles? What are our core foundations on defense? Do we have any rules? So, you know, for instance, I'd like to give real-world examples, right? What we want to do is we want to practice a lot with our left hands. We want our left hand to be as efficient as our right. Now, that's never going to happen, but you have to continuously drill that. That's got to be hard work that's put in every single day to get kids that are right-handed predominantly to be at least functional with their left hand. That is very important. Defensively, what we want to do is we're going to play man-to-man because we believe in man-to-man defense. Uh, everybody plays a zone. Kids aren't learning anything there. It's this is a, This is a plague in youth basketball across the country. Get out of zone. If you can't guard your man, you can't play. It's as simple as that. And you need to bury that principle right there. If you can't guard your man, you can't play. You need to bury that into their souls. So when the child wakes up uh, for breakfast or whatever at 645 to make the bus, he gets up out of bed in a stance, ready to go, ready to guard his man. That's what he's got to do. Right? So we're playing man to man. We're in a good, good help position. Right, So we're going to sag off our man when we are more than one pass away. If we are one pass away, we're going to get into a passing lane with our hand that is closest to the ball, depending on if we're on the right wing or the left wing. Hand that is closest to the ball is going to be in the passing lane. We are going to force ball handlers left. The odds of you running into a left-handed kid, now we don't do scouting reports or anything like that, the odds of you running into a left-handed kid are so slim to none We're forcing everybody left. So we know that our left foot defensively has to be the high foot. That's how we're going to approach it. We're going to attack their right hip, force them left. But we're not going to open up. Like a lot of times you hear force them left, and then kids like open the gate all the way. You can't. We're going to angle them, but we're going to, our left foot's going to be high, and we're going to attack that right hip and force them to play with their weak hand. Right? On screens, we are going to high hedge the screen. If it takes if it takes place in very specific areas in which you are able to put painter's tape down on the floor, grab a roll of painter's tape. It helps. What you do is you draw. You basically use big L's on the court. Use these. Use mid court in the sideline as your boundaries all the way down, right? And you make these L's in the court. So you have half court and L into the sideline. What have you created? A giant box. If for whatever reason the ball handler is in that box. We are trapping that immediately. Force the turnover. Vice versa, from an offensive standpoint, get the hell out of there. Don't go anywhere near that. Do not put the ball on the floor unless you absolutely have to. Right? Keep your dribble. None of this one dribble and pick it up because I'm nervous. But you have to practice these things. These kids have to know conceptually what are we doing. How do we defend the post? Right? Well, for us, we're going to play on the inside shoulder, regardless on what hand they are. We're going to play on the inside shoulder with a hand in a passing lane with the backside that is cutting the floor in half 
Another key concept, cut the floor in half if you're on the backside. If you're not ball side, get in the middle of the paint so you can help. Just in case our post player gets beat on that pass, you are right there to help. Hands up, stay vertical. Don't worry about blocking the shot. All you have to do is contest. Those are simple concepts. Like we've done one, that's like that's like a week worth of practice right there. But you got to do it every day. Every what, do you, what are you people doing out there? I mean, are you doing a layup line and then running sprints and thinking that that's, and then working on 1,700 sets of offense? Like, no. Fundamentals, dribbling, passing, and shooting every single day. Hammered in there every single day. Start your practice the same way every single day. Kids like routine, right? Humans are habitual. Let's get into good habits. And we're not going to move on to the next thing until we're really proficient at the first thing. It gives them a leadership role. See who's ready to go. Blow the whistle. Hey, all right, who's calling out the first drill? Let's go. Where are the balls at? Like, come on. Like, give you know, get let let them take some ownership of their own program. Conceptually here, Monty Williams. What the hell are you doing? Nobody knows. Monty Williams, however, after the game decided that he wanted to speak up and lay into the officials. Here's what he had to say, and he's mad. He's real mad. He's so upset right now. Very angry, as he should be. The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game. <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs. And there was a no call. That, that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game. Period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long. And enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. Well, I don't think Monty will get fined. I mean, he didn't even swear in that whole thing, which, I mean, you don't have to swear to get your point across. But more of this show coming up next here, Exxon Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from IMPACT Power Sports and the Huge Show. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. 
People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Good morning, everyone. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. How are you? How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a good morning. Wake up to a brand new day. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here. Hour number two of X's and Bros coming at you right now, live all across the great state of Michigan and in northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course... We encourage you to join the program at any time. You can text the keyword Sports Radio. Send that to 21000. Sports Radio to 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. 866-838-HUGE. We're on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And, of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network and on our Facebook at X's and Bros. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key on Twitter. Ben Glaze at the Ben Glaze. I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Uh, got a bunch of Twitter notifications. We'll see what these are what these are all about here this morning. But either way, um, a very very kind of uh, active Monday here in the sports world with a really exciting. Uh, night of sports coming up. Obviously, that is because, folks, uh, Red Wings hockey is back. We are so back. The Red Wings are back. We are back, and it's beautiful. Uh, we'll get into uh, what's going on there. They're taking on the Washington Capitals, big-time game uh, for for them. We've got the uh, Detroit Tigers, uh, a 4 nothing winner over the Houston Astros yesterday. The Pistons, who fell 113-111 to uh, on the road to the New York Knicks that we were discussing a little bit there at the end of hour number one. Plus, as always, uh, some youth basketball uh, tips and tidbits that hopefully you and, your, uh, you and your youth basketball team. I had an AD reach out to me yesterday because my cousin's kid hit four consecutive threes. In their in their game, I think it was district. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't even know where they're at now. It can't be district, can it? End of February, and uh, the AD had reached out to me, and he 
it was in a group chat. He's like, oh, man, what did you teach this kid? I said, look, I only had him for three years. Everything else is the supreme supreme coaching there at you uh, at St. Mary Catholic Central in Monroe. Like that, that's what it is. That's what it. That's what it all is. And so for uh, for them, you know, you work on fundamentals at the youth level. You work at the fundamentals, and you let the chips fall where they may. And you can apply that to every sport: football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, uh, especially golf. If you got a young golfer, the Tiger Woods theory on this is brilliant. I can't believe it's it's taken me this long to hear it, but if you're going to teach somebody how to play golf, start like you would as if they were a toddler and start at the greens and work your way backward. Don't just go out to the range. Start at the greens, start working on putting, then move back to uh, chipping and pitching and everything else. And then, and then you know, get a wedge in their hand. You know what I mean? It's like, duh, that makes total sense. Like, Why didn't I think of that? The more you know, right? So it, let's work on the fundamentals. I had a buddy uh, reach out last night and we were talking about Pistons' defensive concepts last night. And he said, you know, I don't, I, he's like, I listen to sports radio all day long. He's like, I don't think I've ever heard anybody on the, on the radio talk about icing screens. I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, that, that is, that's a good show. I said, well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. And so, you know, I, we got into the, the fracturing of youth basketball. And he said that in his league, where he's at with his kids, I think they're sixth graders, uh, that everybody plays zone. He's like, the, you know, everybody plays zone in our league. And I think that leagues should get rid of that youth basketball leagues because you're not you're not teaching good defensive concepts and you're not being able to execute and work on good offensive concepts either. And that's the thing. Like you're so worried about wins and losses because you think that they're gonna raise a statue of you at your local CYO gym. They're gonna hang a banner in the rafters about what a great coach you. Like you gotta let it go, man. Gotta let it go. You go there, you do your time. Odds are you're somebody's dad, like a parent trying to help out. It's very rare or random that you get somebody in there without like a, a family attachment. Even I, when I first started coaching, a family attachment because my my aunt had reached out to me and she said, hey, uh, your cousin, they need a coach for fifth grade. That's how I got involved in it at 23 years old, fresh out of, fresh out of college. But it was all about fundamentals. Now, granted, I had, you know, a lot of really good years of really good college training under Kurt Miller, who left Bowling Green and went to Indiana and then on to the WNBA to win WNBA Coach of the Year. Uh, so we had like that playbook. I still had a copy of it. And I was like, okay, like this is what we want to pull out. This is like, you know, the, the, here's things. And women's basketball is a whole lot more relatable uh, to the youth game than men's basketball because, you know, you look at men's college basketball and the pros, guys can fly. You're looking at aliens that are six feet, seven inches tall, that can jump out of the gym, that dribble like guards. Like it's a completely, completely different game. Right. So it's more relatable to have like little kids watch women's basketball because it's more relatable. Right. You don't have to worry about anybody jumping over the top of you and dunking on your forehead. Like, no, you got to, you got to get over. You got to run good offense. You got to get open. Athletic ability isn't going to uh, be able to, uh, you know, get you, get you all that far. So it's a, um, it's a much more relatable experience for the, for the little ones. But I think that today in youth sports, we're so concerned about our kid getting a scholarship and we're so concerned about them averaging 40 points a night. In a fifth grade game, that you know they got to have this. T- you know, the whole thing is uh, we we are we lost track of why we're even there to begin with, and that is to play a team sport. And we won a lot, folks. I'm not out here like oh, I'm just here to no. We like we won a lot. I think in eight eight teams at the fifth through eighth grade level, junior high, like we I I don't know if I had 10, 10 losses in total in eight seasons, like. We won a lot. 
And I, you know, motivate the kids. Oh, we're here to win. Yeah, you give them that rah-rah speech, hearty har har. But you know in the back of your mind that no, we we want to win because we're doing it the right way. That's what matters. If you're gonna at least win the game, win the right way. You know, and have have a lot of fun doing it. That's just the way I've always looked at it. All right, what else is going on in sports? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. It is going to be a running back bonanza in free agency. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, none of which, according to sources, are going to be hit with a franchise tag. Cowboys are not expected to use the same $12.1 million tag for Tony Pollard. The Giants will speak with Barkley, explore a deal with him, but they're unlikely to use it. And they could join a class that includes DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Zeke, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Austin Eckler. Loaded free agency class at the running back position. The Lions make Jalen Reeves Maven the NFL's highest paid core special teamer. Now, this deal is uh, you know listed at two years and seven and a half million. However, could be up to eight million. Uh, I don't think that they're I think this is being a little bit overplayed as a core special teamer. And I think the the clear cut example of this is what happened at the end of the year uh, when Derek Barnes went down with injury and uh, Jalen Reeves Maven came in and gave him some really good defensive snaps like he is more than just a special teamer, but it's a guy you got to have. And you're getting some depth at the linebacker position that you know we can still play. Like the deal a lot. Keeps one of those locker room guys in the locker room. I'm I'm great with that. I think it's a great deal. Uh, Richard Sherman, his bail was set at $5,000 after a weekend arrest. He was pulled over at 2 a.m. Saturday going 79 miles an hour in a 60. That ain't good. Washington State Patrol Trooper uh, wrote in a probable cause statement that his eyes were bloodshot in water. He smelled of intoxicants and he declined to take a breathalyzer. That ain't good. Uh, crew chief admits that the, uh, the a foul was missed. The Knicks beat the Pistons last night, one thirteen to one eleven. If you want to know what the crew chief actually said verbatim, I actually have the last two minute report in the pool reporter asking the question: Why was a foul not called when Dante Divincenzo made contact with Asar Thompson near half court, approximately eight seconds to go in the game? The referee, James Washington, says. Upon post-game review, we determined that Thompson gets the ball first and then was deprived of the opportunity to gain possession of the ball. Therefore, a loose ball foul should have been whistled on New York's Dante DiVincenzo. So there you go. Congratulations. We did it. Doesn't win. Oh, that's not good at all. Uh, The Raptors coach, Darko Ryakovich, uh, decided he was going to have a pizza party after he promised the team a nice dinner following a three-game winning streak. He threw him a pizza party. That's good. That's fun. And Chris Paul is going to make his Warriors return tonight. Uh, for the Golden State Warriors against the Wizards. And Valeri Nishuskin, congratulations to him, resumes practicing uh, with the Colorado Avalanche after a stint in the player assistance program. We'll step aside. More X's and Bros after this year on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, 
press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. By the way, I didn't realize this, but today is the uh, Michigan presidential primary. So going back in time, I saw this, uh, Ryan Armani from Fox 2 tweet this out. Joe Biden, 840,360 votes. 1.587 million total votes by Democrats. Donald Trump, with the incumbent, had 640,552 votes, 683 votes by Republicans, 2.2 million total votes in, by Michigan residents. Uh, we'll see you do the little compare and contrast later on today to see what that uh, what that looks like. Boy, that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Just a just a PSA, just a reminder, right? You don't have to agree with what everybody says, right? It, it, either either way you fall, it's okay. You're gonna you're gonna be fine. You're going to be fine. I promise you. You don't have to get mad. You don't have to cut people off. You don't have to uh, get in some kind of argument about it. You're allowed to disagree. That's why we live here, right? That's why we live here. So, just uh, there's my my two cents on. Uh, what is going to be taking place a little bit later in the fact that, you you know, a lot of people are going to be bent out of shape. A lot of people are going to be bent out of shape about who somebody votes for. But remember what they used to say when I was a kid. Religion, finance, and politics, three things you don't talk about in public. We should just go back to that. And then you don't have to worry, you don't have to worry about anything. Don't talk about your faith. Don't talk about your money. Don't talk about your uh, political stance. It'll be just fine. We can just go that way with it. But let's just remember the old phrase, agree to disagree. And then we can go from there, right? Voting either way doesn't make you some psychopath. It's just what you choose for whatever your reasoning is. And if somebody asks why, just be prepared to answer. Because if not, then you look ridiculous. But if you want to go out there and pound your chest about, I'm voting for this person. Well, great. Well, why? Because that, no, no, no. Why are you voting for that person? That's all I want to know. If I'm even going to ask. Typically, if that happens, I'm running the other way. 
because it's very uh, in today's climate, it's very difficult to have uh, legitimate conversations about literally anything, especially sports. Uh, but sh- shoot, you enter the political realm by God. All right. The Lions. Uh, this is this is not political at all. The Lions make uh, Jalen Reeves, maybe the NFL's highest paid core special teamer. So two year deal, seven and a half million could be worth up to eight million in 2023 tied for the league high with 14 special teams tackles. Um, also was in on the two fake punt plays. He was the NFL Players Association All-Pro team as one of the core special teamers. A fourth-round pick in 2017, spent six of his seven years uh, in Detroit. He was voted as a team captain into his first Pro Bowl this past season and was going to be an unrestricted free agent. But they lock him up. They lock him in. I love this deal for the Lions, and I like this deal for the Lions because it's got a couple of layers to it. Uh, because, as I've been saying, when in regards to like Amon Ross St. Brown and Panay Sewell and some of these other deals, I am a fan of getting the contract extensions out there on the table quickly, especially for guys that you know that are going to be core foundational pieces. Um, you know, Aiden will be will be a big one. Panay, obviously, Amon Ra, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, Brian Branch. Like when these guys' time comes around, uh, Ali McNeil. What can you get? Uh, you know, as far as keeping him while improving on the defensive line. Uh, so I think that there are. And the reason is, is if you listen to this program, you know that I talk a lot about how the salary cap is going to continue to increase, right? But before, you know, when the number was around 220, whatever it was, before it jumped up to 250, a 13.5% increase in the salary cap. My God, people talking about, oh, I'll never watch the NFL again. That, that The NFL salary cap has gone through the roof right now. And it's a good thing for everybody, right? It works out well for the players, and goes up $30.6 million in one offseason. Some of this is still some of the money coming back from COVID, but regardless, 255.4 is the new number. So when it was down to 224.8, I think that's when you start to take a look at the Hey, guys, hey, look here. Like, let's get some, let's get one or two of these uh, foundational piece extensions done, get them done early, and plan around that 224. Now this cap number is still, still going up. I'm still I'm still not a fan of our quarterback making fifty million dollars. You know, if you you're you're talking about putting him in the Patrick Mahomes echelon, I don't believe that is the case. It's not a knock on Jared Goff. He's been very good for the Detroit Lions. I think we can win with Jared Goff. I think we should have won the NFC championship game. But I am not a fan in spending that amount of money on one position. I think that that is uh, that's pretty ridiculous. And if the salary cap is right around two hundred fifty million, two hundred fifty five point four, I don't think there's a legitimate way that you could pay somebody fifty million dollars, especially when they're not Patrick Mahomes. So he is the one guy. Yeah, I saw a really interesting uh, stat. It was comparing Justin Fields to Lamar Jackson. Total snaps, completion percentage, uh, yards uh, passing, yards running, touchdowns, everything. And it was it was like glaring, glaring. It's like wow, would you just would you just look at that? Now Baltimore, they obviously have their own issues with Zay Flowers, and they have they have leadership uh, concerns there. But back to this Jalen Reeves Maven signing. You know, I like it. The highest paid score special teamer. Like, okay. 
All right, but you know, he gave us meaningful defensive snaps throughout the course of the year uh, as well. And so you get depth at linebacker. You get a for sure piece, a good guy in the room. I like the deal. I like it a lot. And it doesn't really hurt that much when you look at like three point seven five million average annual value off of the cap. Like that's that gives you plenty, plenty of leeway for the other fifty two guys. So big fan of the deal. Uh, like it a lot. Some people have asked questions about the Michael Badgley deal. Sure, they got Michael Badgley uh, under contract now as well. Uh, however, everybody expects there to be some kicking competition. I still don't think it had anything to do with a lack of faith, even though we brought up statistics uh, on where he was at from 40-plus yards uh, throughout the course of his career. He did hit the 54-yarder. I was there. I watched it happen. I called for it in the moment. I wanted that. I wanted the three points. I don't think it had anything to do with a lack of confidence in Michael Badgley. I think it had everything to do with how this team felt about the momentum of the game in trying to seal that thing right there. It just so happens they didn't convert a drop pass, uh, giving up a touchdown, then a fumble, giving up another touchdown, like, and then, you know, all Murphy's Law, whatever can go wrong, uh, will go wrong. So for me, good deal here. You get a good piece to the pie, good piece of the puzzle. It's not a glaringly sexy kind of signing here. This is how the team is made up. And I, w- I, w- I was reading some about Brad Holmes's comments and, you know, they want to be able to address some of their needs in free agency. I think this is a great strategy. And then they're just going to go for the best player available on their board, whoever that might be. And you know what? Look, if there's anything we know about Brad Holmes, if that best player available on the board right there is a linebacker, he's going to take him. If it's a running back, he's going to take him. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if they're, the player's at 12. You know, if that player is a tight end or a nickel, they're going to move around. They're going to do if they got a guy that they like. They're going to move around and do what is necessary to get him. And so I like this 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 strategy, this theory, if you will, of trying to address needs in free agency. He also talked about, you know, we're not one player away. And I really thought that that was very important because that settles things down. He's talked about winning the headlines uh, you know, winning in March, winning in April doesn't matter. It's about winning in December. Very important because when he talked about how you can't say you're one player away, Brad Holmes, Lions GM said, what if that one player isn't available? What if they're not available in December? So are you no longer going to win? I was like, it was great rationale. It's great. God, I can sit there and listen to him and talk to him for hours. Fascinating. Fascinating. And how you go about constructing your lineup and your roster. Who are you going to sign? This is why the germ, Jalen Reeves Maven, this is why this isn't like a, like a eye-popping, like, oh my God, like it had to be done. Like, no, this is, this, this, is a, this is a really good deal. Works out well for the Lions. They had a core piece back to their team for a couple of years. Doesn't hurt you on the cap. Cap's only going to increase. Like, I think it's a really, really good number and a really good player to keep on the roster. We're going to step aside. When we return, a Duke player rolled his ankle, his knees hurt, he's hurt. Court storms next. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Imagine this winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone. From Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. 
Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. The Freddy the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide in the iHeartRadio app. Text us, use the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866 838 4843. 866 838 4843. 866 838. Huge. That's the number. By the way, uh, sources saying UMass is set to join the Mid American Conference. We'll talk to my buddy, uh, Kyle Rowland. Toledo Blade, he will join us covering the Mid-American Conference. Uh, What this means, UMass is back. They were in the league in football only, uh, but they will be there in all sports except for hockey because the MAC doesn't have hockey. Uh, They're going to stay in the, what is it, the American or the East or whatever the hell their hockey conference is. They'll stay out there for that, but they are set to in the 25-26 season, so they'll play out. This will be their final uh, final year as an independent, and then they'll get ready to join the Mid-American Conference once again. What's that mean for the MAC? What is the move here? How do we balance this out? Is there a, nece- is there a necessity to balance it out? Uh, we'll get to that with Kyle Rowling coming up in about an hour uh, from now. Now we got to get on to the good stuff here. The court storm. Okay. What had happened was, is that in men's basketball over the weekend, the Duke Blue Devils were taking on Wake Forest. And there is Wake Forest, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was actually favored, favored in this. But they went ahead and beat Duke anyways. And when they beat Duke, the Wake Forest fans ran onto the floor. They stormed the court. Okay. They stormed the court. And Duke has a player who's trying to get off the floor, Kyle Filipowski, and he gets hit and he's hobbling, avoided any major knee injury after he had a collision in which his right knee and leg hit a fan. Uh, Their head coach, John Shire, had said initially it was his ankle. It wasn't. It was his knee. And... 
This brings up the conversation about whether or not this should be allowed to happen or not. And that is the court storm. Or the field. You know, rushing the field. Now, if you were there at all uh, during the Michigan versus Ohio State, especially in 2021, but then again uh, last year, you beat your rival, punch your ticket, Big Ten championship, you're undefeated, probably going to win the Big Ten championship because nobody on the West is any good. Cool. Iowa can't score. Awesome. You're probably going back to the college football playoff. Wake Forest is up 83-79. to 1.4 seconds. Full court pass. Intercepted. Duke's trying to get off the court. That's where the injury happens. Everybody's having a good time. Filipowski then is then, you know, surrounded by Duke people. And, of course, they don't want their guy to get hurt. Nobody does. Nobody wants to see anybody get hurt. The question now becomes whether or not this should be banned and outlawed by schools across the country. Nobody has come up with a good solution. Everyone's talking about security and the little ropes and whatnot. That doesn't do it. The only thing that would do it is forfeiture. It's the only thing that's going to stop. Like if people enter the field, if it's a court storm, not a single individual, because you know you get some randos out there, you know, people rush onto the field, or I mean, hell, somebody jumped over the 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 barricade at the waste management. Turns out that guy had a wager place that somebody would run onto the sixteenth hole. I guess that was any one money. Like, yeah, I mean, 300,000 plus or something crazy story like that. That's why the guy ran out there and jumped into the bunker. Get paid. So what happens then in Winston-Salem and how does that, you know, the party's on. It's part of college athletics, right? It's part of college athletics. Do we get rid of it? Do we keep it? Uh, I'm in favor of getting rid of it because they, you, there's no way to stop it unless you tell the the players and the fans and everybody knows ahead of time that if your if your kids run onto the court if your kids run onto the court Caitlin Clark tried it but she actually ran into a fan she tried to body check a fan that didn't work out well uh, I heard some erroneous claims from the four letter network talking about Filipowski tried to tried to throw his leg out there and trip somebody like it, uh, the overhead cam I don't I don't think it shows that at all plus. Until you're out there in the middle of that mayhem, which I don't know how many of you have participated or been on the field for such a such an event, it is a tidal wave of people. A tidal wave of people. And I, I look back to Michigan football, for example. A great memory for so many people taking, taking that field. Great, me- great memory. Doesn't need to happen. Does not need to happen. I don't want to be the fun police, but trying to get individuals off the court or off the playing field from the opposition, uh, you know, kids getting tackled, uh, high school athlete in a court storm uh, was injured in 2004, left and partially paralyzed. It's just a mass wave of people. Like if you fall, you're getting trampled. Goalposts coming down. We had an incident in Toledo. They were carrying the goalposts and uh, it killed somebody. That was years ago. It was like in the nineties. So, what exactly, what, what's the plan here? I think the plan is very simple. I think that the rules that you make are very simple. I think all of it is pretty straightforward. You put out a memo, you send it out to everybody. If you rush the court, it's a wrap. 
your team will forfeit the next 10 games of their season. And there you have it. It's going to stop them because no one can afford to take 10 losses and figure it out from there. And it hurts everything. Um, that's the only way that, in my opinion, that's the only way to get it to stop. It's the only thing that nobody's brought up. They've talked about security and barricades and this, that, and third. Like, no, just tell them, you know, if you're LSU and you upset Alabama and your kids run onto the field, your next 10 games are forfeited for the season. If you don't have 10 games left, well, season's over. Good job. Is it fair? I mean, it's not fair to leave Florida state as undefeated ACC champion out of the college football playoff. Boom. Take your fairness and shove it. Problem solved. Right there. Forfeitures. Basketball, 10 games, crippling. Crippling. And if it happens early enough in the season, if if your school storms the court, you're automatically ineligible for your postseason, any postseason tournament, which include your conference and the NCAA tournament and or NIT. Problem solved. Done. Storm the court, and maybe you make it that way. If you do it in football, you are ineligible for anything in the postseason. I guarantee you people would stop. Because you're not going to be able to sit there and citation everybody. That's The process is going to be way too long. In the SEC, they have a $100,000 fine for the first offense, two fifty dollars for the second, $500,000 for the third. Uh, the Big Ten, no fines until the third offense. The Big East is $5,000. The Big 12 is $25,000. The Pac-12, which isn't a conference anymore, that's not even worth looking at. ACC doesn't have any policy in place. There's your policy right there. Problem solved. It doesn't need to happen. It was cool when it was a thing. It can no longer be a thing because we don't know how to behave, and that's that. Plain and simple. I didn't see anybody rush the floor for the New York Knicks last night as they beat the Pistons. Why? It's a regular season game. Why would you do that? Does it mean that their fans are any less engaged? I don't know. Does it mean that they care less? I don't know. I can tell you this much. They didn't run out of the floor over a regular season game. And you just you just ban the court storm. And you can have a video that plays if you think it's going to happen. You could have a video that plays pregame, a video that plays at halftime, and a video that plays in the under four minute floor if you do our team loses postseason opportunities problem solved then it happens team gets uh team gets whacked from the postseason just like florida state did they can cry and complain all they want get your kids under control here's the rule get your kids under control and, and, and you could be done. You don't ever have to have the conversation again because somebody's going to have to get burned. Like, that's the way it works. Like, you know, we have to be able to put this rule in place and then for somebody to violate the rule and then for the rule to be upheld. And you just make it an NCAA rule. Any sort of court storm or rush in the field will result in an elimination of postseason eligibility. And now you don't, and, and some people might be like, well, you're the fun police. I, I'm not the fun police. It's all fun and games until somebody gets hurt, right? So now you can avoid that happening because you don't have to worry about it. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm surprised somebody hasn't gotten sucker punched, like, hard. 
You know what I mean? Like people just don't know how to act. Uh, they they're they're reckless. They don't care. And that's where that's where I'm at. If you have thoughts on it, 866-838-4843, 866-838-4843. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21000, sports radio to 21000, 866-838-4843. Join us. Your thoughts, do you care about it? Is it even that big of a deal? I've heard it discussed. I've heard a lot of people weigh in on what they think they could do. Just eliminate the eligibility of postseason play, and every single athletic department will make sure that it doesn't happen. If a fan gets sucker punched by a player during the court storm, there should be no punishment at all for the player. All is fair game for the player to defend themselves. Well, now you're now you're going down a slippery slope. Now that's a that as much as I would say, yeah, that's cool and all. Nah. Eh. I don't, I don't see that necessarily being a, a very good precedent to try to set. You know, the last thing you want to do is in a mob of a couple hundred people is punch somebody and have somebody else see it. Then, then what? Get the bottom of a dog pile and get suffocated? Fun police bolino. No, it just doesn't need to happen. Like it doesn't, it, it doesn't happen in professional sports. Why would it happen in college? Does it happen at the NCAA title game? At the NCAA tournament? Nobody rushes onto the floor. So, especially during regular season games, like congratulations, you beat Duke. I know it's a big deal because you're Wake Forest and you have been relevant since Chris Paul's been running around, Tim Duncan. But at the same time, it's like, look, get over it. It's a regular season game. You know, no fun police here. Just being honest. That's the way you end it. If you don't want to end it, then let's not talk about it. If you don't care, then we can move on. It doesn't, you know, doesn't bother me. Typically, anytime we, I've seen a court storm in basketball, people have ran around the table. So I'm not even, I'm, I'm able to get out. That's, I mean, at that point, that's all you're worried about anyways. Get me as far away from this as possible. I can't worry about everybody else. The hell? Every man for himself. Ken is on the line. Good morning, Ken. How are you? Morning, Anthony. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for calling, partner. How are you today? I'm awesome. Very good, thank you. Good, good topic today. You're spot, you're spot on. Oh, you're anti court storm too. Here, I thought I was on Revis Island. I thought I was all alone, and I was going to get a bunch of hate about how I'm the fun police. And now you just want to ruin everybody's fun. Blah. One, we don't know how to have fun anymore. And two, it's just unnecessary. Uh, absolutely, and uh, you know, with uh, with today's uh, alcohol in the stadiums now, and uh, things have changed, so it's time to change this as well. Um, not not safe for anybody. Yeah, just it works out better if we don't have to deal with the problem at all. If we can eliminate the problem altogether, we don't have to worry about it, right? Absolutely. And uh, you want to get kind of get funny and crazy about it, but uh, serious in the same way. If if the if the kids can't go in the crowd to uh, to uh, address them, then they shouldn't be able to come on the floor and address the kids. Hundred percent agree. Ken, where are you calling from this morning? I'm in South Haven, Michigan. How's the weather out there? The weather looks nice here in, in the eastern portion of the state. Gorgeous. 55. The sun's coming up uh, over the lake. Over the lake. A great day. Absolutely great. Oh, beautiful South Haven. Great beaches there, Grand Haven. Oh, my God. The light. You got the lighthouse out there. Oh, it's picturesque. It's scenic. It's pure Michigan, Ken. Thanks for calling this morning, partner. Have a good day, buddy. Thanks for what you do.
Thank you. You too. Uh, let's get to Tom in Toledo on the line. Good morning, Tom. How are you, my friend? Great. How are you doing this morning, A.B.? I am living the dream, partner. That's awesome. Hey, man, first-time caller, long-time listener. I uh, just want to chime in on your court storming. Um, I, I don't mind Team Blues and games because of it. I think that, that makes a hard stop to it for sure. One thing I did thought, uh, I did hear yesterday a caller called in the Dan Patrick show. He talked about having a storm clock, and that kind of piqued my interest. I thought that was actually something kind of unique, good idea. Every team has, say, 10 or 15-second countdown. Is you know That's initiated as soon as that final buzzer goes. Hit that storm clock, get the media team involved. Great graphics, little video to go with it, and just really get everybody, get their juices going to, you know, hold back until everybody's off the court, and then once that 15 seconds are up, have at it. I like it. I don't know if people would follow the rule, though, Tom. Like, I don't think, I, I don't know if these college kids, I was in college once, right? I mean, I don't know, like, am, am I waiting? The, the, the final buzzer sounds, am I waiting for the storm clock? Like, am I waiting for this thing to count down from 15 seconds? Yeah, you know, it's it's just another thought to go with it. But, hey, put that in conjunction with your uh, forfeiture, and I think you got something there. Hey, maybe we're cooking with gas. Maybe this is like, hey, you're going to have your moment to run on the floor and act like an idiot here. But first, we got to give a 15-second buffer zone to get everybody that needs to get out of here out of here immediately. You know, my thing with the big house is, is that you know, at least the visitors are close to the tunnel, so they can just turn around and get like, you know, but you want to get off the field as quickly as possible, and it makes me nervous because all it takes is one fan throw some kind of sucker punch at a player or do something ridiculous to a player, and then you've got a whole different bag of worms, paints the whole fan base in a bad light. Like, it's it, it's concerning, to say the least. But I like the idea. I mean, people are trying to think, which is good. They're trying to get creative. Hey, I mean, um, at the same time, you can also throw a sponsorship on there, so we know schools aren't opposed to making money. Oh, gotta, gotta have a sponsorship. Have to have a sponsorship, Tom. Everything... It's brought to you by somebody. <laughs> That's right. Hey, it was uh, also great to hear that voice giving out free chili this weekend at the uh, kids game on Sunday down here in Toledo. Who gave out free chili? Oh, the old AD. We, we had that. I didn't give. I was. I was working basketball on Sunday. Yeah, you think so? I hope you. Oh, did they play the recording? Oh, buddy. Did they play the recording, Tom, in Toledo? They, they played the recording. I guess they didn't trust a uh, uh, new, new up-and-coming PA announcer called Eric Franey to announce free chili. So went back to the old. Wow! Yeah, you know, I forgot the Red Wings. The Red Wings PA guy, Eric, was down there. Uh, I, I was he. Yep. I thought that he was working the sin bin. I didn't know he was actually announcing the game. That's awesome. Oh yeah, Eric, him, him and his uh, son Nathan. Nathan announcing the boys coming out to to the ice. This kids game, you know, got got to get the kids involved. Kids game. Tom and Toledo sounds a lot like Brian. Man, I appreciate the call, partner. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. We'll talk. There he goes. Yeah, that's definitely not Tom. I I was like, man, that voice sounds familiar. It's like I know exactly who that is. We'll step aside. Hour number three is next. X's and Bros. Michigan Sports Network. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman. 
Darren Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. And I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from Impact Power Sports and The Huge Show. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. One to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here. A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera. He's got two goals. Larkin in on goal. Scores! His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. <laughs> 
Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Got a uh, very interesting text message here. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21,000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-4843. 866-838-4843-866-838-HUGE. How do you prevent the visiting team fans from dressing in home team apparel and storming the court to get the home team punished. How do we stop raising idiots? That's that that would be my counter argument to that. How do you stop raising stupid people in this country? Where do we where do we start there? That's my first question. That's really how I'd like to see things progress here. Let's raise more contributing members to society and less idiots. That's a good start, I think. Uh, because, I, one, I've never seen visiting fans. Um, I've never seen visiting fans dress up as in the home team apparel. I've never seen visiting fans rush the floor. I, I feel like that is such a preposterous idea that I mean, do you invest it? I don't know, man. I, I To me, I didn't even think of that because it's so stupid that uh, there's no, like, I'm not, what do you want me to do here? I guess you don't. I guess you don't stop them and you, you, you ban the home team and then there's a big investigation launched and then the visiting team fans that were on the road that stormed the court, then their team gets expelled from postseason play. Like, I don't, why is there all, like, and I, I guess this is maybe a larger societal question. But why is there always like some sort of counter pushback, like real creative way to be an idiot? Why is that? I can't quite put my finger on it. It's like the minute somebody says, no, you can't do that. There's a, well, why not? (laughs) Why, why not? Well, I got it. What if we dress up as the visitor fans and then we go to the home team's game? Like, if you put that much effort into it, you should be arrested and then thrown into the ocean. That's what should happen. They should put you on a cruise ship and throw you off the side of it, and you should have to swim back to shore. How about that idea? How, how like, just, you know? Hurt my feelings! That's for Terry on the west side. Like, I don't know why... That's what should happen. So if you dress up as a visitor, if you as a visitor dress up in the home team's apparel to rush the floor in an attempt to get them expelled from postseason play in our mythological world we live here, we then investigate, we arrest you, and we drop you in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Because honestly, do we need you here? Like, Does Team Human need somebody like that on, on the squad? Do we need, like, are you contributing to the overall health and well-being of society. If you went to that great length to try to get your rival suspended from or expelled from postseason play to the ocean. Sharks got to eat too. It's a circle of life. Hope you could swim. Hope you could swim. I'm surprised I don't get some pushback from that, some sort of meeting conference call. All right, what else is going on in the sports world? We're trying to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. 
big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. Now nah, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. Last person to storm the court wins free tuition. Everybody who storms the court is detained in Guantanamo Bay. What if, what's it, Obama, going to close that place? What happened there? Uh, franchise tags unlikely for Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley and Tony Pollard, all expected at the free agency market. We know the Titans are not going to tag Derrick Henry. The L.A. Chargers are, are also expected to let Austin Eckler explore free agency. DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Ezekiel Elliott, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, also expected at free agency as well. The NFL announced that the salary cap for 2024 will be a record $255.4 million per team, a 13.6% increase over last year's cap. Jonathan Taylor became the first running back since 2021 to sign a long-term contract worth at least $10 million per year. He agreed to a three-year $42 million deal. Jonathan Taylor. Last year who had 169 carries for 741 yards, Jonathan Taylor, of last year. Um, is that what you're going to pay $42 million for? I'm not going to pay $42 million. Jonathan Taylor, who has played 17 games in a season once in his career, like, and everybody made a big stink and it became something that it's not. Talk about the running back position this, the running back position that. Why aren't running backs getting paid? Dude, it's no different than anything else. It's literally no different than anything else. If you sell bread, right? But you don't sell the best bread, you're not going to make the most money. It's your product, right? If you op- if you had a bar or restaurant during COVID when they shut the economy down, odds are you had problems, right? Odds are you had issues. Then you had to make do with the, you know, the uh, online carryout stuff, nonsense, like all the all of that. You had a problem. You had a grocery store. You were fine. You had a sellable commodity. It's no different than anything else. Like, why isn't hockey salary cap the same as the NFL? There you go. It's just be just be done with it. Like uh, the the running back argument to me, that's what your market value is. Nobody's going to overpay for that because they've got a fresh crop of guys coming up every year. That that's why. And so you, you make this commitment to Jonathan Taylor, and what's he do? Plays 10 games last year. And why would you why would you even do it? Uh, Ex-NFL cornerback Richard Sherman, his bail set at $5,000 from his weekend arrest. He was arrested Saturday at just before 2 in the morning, driving 79 miles an hour in a 60, just south of Seattle. Smelled of intoxicants, according to the report. Hmm. Crew chief admits that they missed a foul in the Knicks Pistons game. The Knicks won that game 113 to 111. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo dove into the thighs of Asar Thompson. I can't believe, you know, the, the Knicks were an 11, a uh, 10 point favorite, 11 point favorite. The over under was 225. The number was 224. The Pistons covered. Knicks hit the money line for all gambling purposes. I just don't know how you can't get the correct calls made. Like, do you have to go back to the replay monitor? Is that even possible? Like, I just, I, I don't I don't know what the solution is for some really bad officiating that we've seen so far. And you're trying to do it all in real time, which is difficult all in itself. 
Uh, the Raptors coach told the team on a three-game winning streak he'd take them out to a nice dinner. What'd he do? A pizza party. Chris Paul set to make his return for the Golden State Warriors tonight against the Washington Wizards. That ought to be fun for him. Valerian Nishuskin resumed practicing with the Colorado Avalanche after receiving care from the Players Assistance Program. UMass is set to join the Mid-American Conference for the upcoming 25-26 season, so they'll play one more year as an independent and according to sources cody bellinger and the cubs have agreed to a three-year 80 million dollar deal yesterday uh, for our teams the tigers were a four nothing winner over the houston astros congratulations to them pistons fell to new york 113 to 111 we'll get red wings hockey tonight against the washington capitals at seven o'clock on valley sports detroit and then over on espn plus big battle in the mac with the toledo rockets taking on the northern illinois huskies we'll step aside more x's and bros after this here on the michigan sports network it's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Two weeks to go in the regular season in men's college basketball in the Big Ten. This is a different week for Michigan State. One game, not two. And the Spartans have six full days to prepare for their next game on the road where they'll clearly be an underdog at Big Ten leader Purdue. The only time these two meet during the the regular season. So what are the Spartans like with six days to prepare? Purdue gets six days to prepare as well, so there's no advantage for anyone there. How many people thought Michigan State would lose back-to-back home games last week, both to Iowa and then Ohio State? The first time that's happened since 2016 to a Michigan State basketball team. Where the Spartans are in these final two weeks is a big mystery with Purdue coming up. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges and Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. Contrarian text message we received. Again, a bunch of anarchist fools out here, I say. Is Detroit Mercy banned after their one-person court story? Detroit Mercy was banned from postseason play the first week of December. <laughs> like that's it. They banned themselves from postseason play. Uh, one person, you could probably just... You know, hand them a citation if you want to. But realistically, you know, it's it's a mockery. They have like five fans at their games. I don't and I, I'm as someone who's worked in the Mac for a long time, I've seen some pretty sparse crowds. I remember traveling to where were we at? Miami or Ball State? One of the two. And there were like what felt like maybe 14 people in the stands. I mean, just an empty, empty arena. It's like, how in the world, how do you how do you even sell tickets here? You know, like it's it, it it win win. That's how you sell tickets. Win people. We want winners. That's what you want 
If you want to sell tickets, you want more people in the stands, you want to have a good atmosphere, win games, and win win important games, win big games. That's what it is. Like beating up on you know college basketball, for example, beating up on Ken Palm number 235, that's not moving the dial. Go on the road and beat Kansas. That will get people excited. You know, that's how that's how like the mid-majors, that's how you go out there and you, you know, you go, you go visit Duke. You know, people talk about these, you know, we talked to Dave Briggs last week and he, you know, about the buy games and reaching the budget. And I get it, but they're paying you to be there. So go get paid and win the game. Central Michigan did it. They beat Michigan. McNeese State did it. They beat Michigan. Long Beach State did it. They beat Michigan. Marcus Sahonis beat Michigan single-handedly. I watched it happen. I was there. So, like, let's not act like, oh, well, you know, we got to get these bye games. We can't beat anybody. And now we got to schedule a bunch of powder puffs, a bunch of cream puffs. Like, no wonder nobody wants to show up. Do what, do what Long Beach State did. Schedule Michigan and then go beat them. Go on the road. Sign a three-year deal. We'll come up there and play every year. What's the difference? How far of a drive is it from Western to, to U of M? Hour and a half? Like Eastern. You know, don't play at LCA. Go play at Eastern. Go play at the Convocation Center. I'd mandate that. I would mandate that. Big school got to go to little school, play ball. That would be that's exactly how I would write it out in the in the in the contract too. Big school has to go play little school at their place. That'd be a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun. Like take Michigan football for example. I'll talk about Michigan football because you know he works there. He's a slappy hardy har har. Michigan football should go play Toledo at Toledo. The Glass Bowl would be electric. Iowa State did it. Miami did it. Pittsburgh did it. Why not? It's right down the road. But no, we got eight home games this year. Now, I'm not mad. The eight home games are great. That's a, I mean, for for all the boredom we had last year, these, these eight home games we got coming up this year, now that's going to be special. But, yeah, Detroit Mercy banned after the one-person court storm. Uh, that's like when, you know, you get in trouble with the law, but they know it's just kind of stupid. And so they're like, hey, you know what? Look, you're not supposed to do this. Like, keep it moving. Just don't be a contrarian jerk, and then you don't have anything to worry about. But, you know, you see this this stuff happen on the Internet all the time where somebody thinks they're going to be a, a, a smart individual and mouth off to the authorities because they have no regard for authority, and then what happens? They get slammed headfirst in the pavement just like they deserve to. You know, I had, I had it happen outside the grocery store. You know? Mom calls me. She yells my name in that tone of voice, so I go hustling up front. I don't even know what I'm getting into. I'm just going running up there. And I get up there. This was, what, two, three months ago. I run up there, and she says, he went out the door. I don't even know who he is. I don't know what he looks like. He is out the door. It looks like I'm going out the door. Let's take a gander. Let's investigate. Right? That story I told, and wouldn't you know that the frequent customer, <laughs> former Marine, current Monroe Police Department, he's right there at the corner by the gas station. The kid's walking away, and I still have my my all of my apparel on. I'm walking towards the kid, so he knows something's up. He could tell. Like, why would I just be following this random kid around who's 18 years old? Cop pulls up on the curb. Whoop. Hey, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I can't answer any questions. I'm just standing there. I don't say a word. 
Kid mouths off, starts you know, cursing a little bit, getting a little hostile. Cop says, hey, just hop in. I'll take you home. Right? Where do you live at? Kid says, around the corner, whatever. And he says, hop in. I'll take you home. The kid wants to, you know, have a little kerfluffle. So we're, you know, live with your parents? Yeah. Well, let's go. Let's go talk about it. But let's go talk about it somewhere else. Kid tries to get a little, little grimy. Cop grabs him, throws him into the side of the car. Woof. That's what you get. Stupid. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I have a very low tolerance for stupidity. I do. Very low tolerance. Like, I mean, look, man, nine times out of 10, it's all in how you react to the 10% of what's going on, right? 90% of life is your reaction to the 10% of what's actually taking place. It's, it's all in how you react. But if you want to sit there and your kids, same way, your kids getting yelled by, at by a teacher and mouths off, you need to handle that with your kid. And stop blaming the teacher. When did we become the society? It's like, oh, it's all their fault. Like, no, it's your kid's fault. It's your kid's fault. If he's being a jerk and you know it, you know, you want to be, you want to be a smart, you know, backside, well, your backside's going to get lit up. That's what's going to happen. You're going to have a hard time sitting down. The society. Bunch of contrarian anarchists, I say. Anyways, all right, I'm off my soapbox. You know, somebody, I'm sure somebody will tweet in like, oh, great soapbox. That's the same thing with the kid at the store. I don't even know why I was outside. I didn't know, did he steal something? I have no idea. I heard my name called. It was in the tone of voice. That means go. You, you just go. You just, you just do what you have to do. Get up there. You figure it out when you get up there. We'll see if this is met with uh, hostilities or uh, what the what the status is. We'll investigate. We'll ask some questions. See what's going on. You know, we had some kid. They walked in. They had his phone out. He's blaring music. Like this is a grocery store, not a rock concert. So instead of getting all hyped up like my mom would have done, and you're ripping and roaring, I just went over to him. Said, "Hey, my man. You know, can you do me a solid? Can you can you turn your volume down on your phone? Can you turn that down? You know." in public and he he was fine about it but he came in with the ski mask on because kids think that's cool you come with a ski mask i immediately think that you're a suspect you're going to do something criminal because i can't see your face i can't identify you so if that's what if that's how you want to be approached that's how you want to be monitored in the store act like that walk in with a ski mask i'm a nine times 10 out of 10 i'm following you around i'm gonna make you uncomfortable don't come back just is what it is i'll follow you up and down every aisle what are you doing watching you why because you got a ski mask on why do you have a ski mask on? It's March. What are you doing here? It's 50 degrees outside. You're, you're putting that on because you are trying to portray something. That's why you're putting that on. You want to portray whatever it is you're trying to portray. You're, uh, you know, 42 Doug or whatever rapper you want to be. Or if you think that you are, you know, you're going to pull a Bonnie and Clyde here, kid. I got the, I got, we had different plans. You're not making it out. You're going to be right here. One of them grocery carts folded like a tent. So that it just is what it is. If that's the that's what you want to portray to the public, that's how you want to be perceived. Then go right ahead. You're going face first into the shopping carts. Sorry. How do we even get started on this? Ben, do you have any idea? No, I don't. I just went off the rails. Yeah, hate when that happens. All right. Well, we got a big night for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I see that uh, you know the. The internet's picking up steam because the New York Rangers got this 6'7 guy who's 240, 6'7, 240. He's fighting everybody in sight. His name is Matt Rempe. I went to school with a Matt Rempe, spelt the same. 
uh, this Rempe guy is just on a rampage, just knocking everybody. Like, and, and he's been he's been hit a few times too. Uh, but now it's like, oh, we got a band fighting. The band fighting crowd is coming back out in hockey. Look, if you don't understand the principle of fighting and why it exists in the sport, then I can't really explain it to you. You probably don't need to be involved in the sport. Plain and simple. Uh, will fighting go the way of the dodo? More than likely, eventually at some point, but that's the way the game regulates itself. That's how we keep you from doing any any cheap stuff out there with your sticks and whatnot. Wings, Capitals, tonight at 7. Let's get back on track and back to sports. The MAC is making an addition. Conference expansion in the MAC. We'll talk to Kyle Rowland next. Exxon Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino. The Sharp Dress, Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. The Freddy the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Miss any of today's show? Find our podcast and listen on demand on Google, Apple, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino, here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network, Ben Glaze, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Join us now covering college sports and the Mac for our friends over at the Toledo Blade. One of the authorities on Maction, folks, along with my buddy Dave Briggs. This guy's name is Kyle Rowland. Find him on Twitter at Kyle Rowland. I refuse to call it X. Kyle, my man, good morning to you. How are you? How's life? How are things, partner? Everything is wonderful. I, uh, I admire the enthusiasm at this hour. An enthusiasm unknown to mankind, Kyle. You know this. I know. I had a feeling you would say that. Oh, good. I'm glad we're all on the same page then early this morning. All right, let's get to the big news. Maction expansion. UMass set to become a member of the Mid-American Conference for the 2025-26 season. So they'll play out this year uh, being an independent, and that will only leave Notre Dame and Connecticut as the lone independents in college football with Army set to join the American this upcoming season. Why UMass to the MAC? Uh, that's a good question. Um 
I, I guess multiple things. Number one, just the question of why is the Mac expanding? I mean, I think you have to be a little bit proactive in this climate and just the domino effects that happen in expansion. If the Mac were to lose teams, now they they have another team. So there'd be more teams in the conference, if you, if you understand where I'm going with that. Um, Western Kentucky continues to have discussions with the Mac. I, I don't think that's like imminent or anything. Um, but if you kind of backload things, then you could withstand losing some teams. Uh, but why literally UMass? I mean, I guess they were the easiest target, if, if that's how you want to describe it. Um, they, their football program obviously doesn't have a home. Being an independent football program is basically impossible unless you're Notre Dame. I mean, it's, it's hard to fill out a schedule. You're kind of, you know, playing all over the country. You know, if you're UMass or UConn, you're, you're playing maybe more guarantee games than you necessarily want to. Um, so, I mean, for scheduling purposes, it's just an obvious you know, fix for, for UMass. Uh, and then, I mean, they have a great basketball program. Um, so I think that's a plus for the Mac. I don't think UMass is necessarily going to come in and dominate uh, the conference uh, on the hoop side, but I don't know. I mean, you get a, a little different geography. Uh, I don't think it's a, you know, grand slam move for the Mac, but I don't think it's some huge negative either. Yeah, UMass would come in automatically, at least in hoops, as the best team in the conference uh, with the best Ken Palm and NCAA net ranking. I mean, it's seventeen to ten on the year coming out of the A ten. Um, you know, that would be that would be the the cream of the crop. But football wise, it's like okay, a little bit of a head scratcher. But there are some ties there. They they hung out in the conference for a few years, kind of like one foot in, one foot out. Um, you know, like some of these other independents have done, like in Notre Dame, where you know, you're you're independent football, but you're playing in some other sports. It was just kind of like the inverse there uh, for UMass. When we look at the Mid American Conference, if you know, when adding UMass, that gets you to 13. So, what do you think the overall like end goal here is for the MAC? As we see the Power Five dissolve now into Power Four and. You know, the Big 12 is kind of a giant question mark for me, although, you know, the, some of the teams have really stepped up. The ACC, yeah, you know, they're there. They're, they're there, but they get no respect. And then you have the two juggernauts that are the Big 10 and the SEC. In the group of five, the landscape is still kind of relatively healthy, you know, based upon where they were at over the last couple of years. Like, all five of the conferences still exist. Sure, some teams have jumped, you know, trying to go up like a Cincinnati, for example. But outside of that, like, it seems like the group of five is somewhat stable. I, I would agree with that. And I think the MAC in particular. I mean, there's just no conference that's a better geographic institutional fit. I mean, all these schools are in the same footprint, except UMass now, I guess. Um, generally, the same sort of, you know, academic institutions are all, you know, state schools. Um, I, I just, I, I don't think there's a conference where every team is more alike than the other, than the MAC. And I also don't think parity is as prevalent in most of these leagues as the MAC. I mean, especially if you look at the football side, I mean, a lot of different teams have won the conference in the past 10, 15 years. A lot of different teams have been to the MAC title game in Detroit in that same time frame. Um, I really think it it's 
a great league in terms of the competition. Um, but have they fallen in terms of like the national outlook? Uh, I believe so. I mean, there were some glory days, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, some really, really top notch football teams. I mean, last year, I think Toledo was pretty good. Uh, Miami wasn't horrible, but like when they played Miami, Florida, they got blown out. Um, so I think like the, the upsets and, and how they can compete with some of the bigger teams maybe has taken a little bit of a dip lately. Uh, but I still think it's a really, really fun league, uh, highly competitive. Obviously, Maction is its own brand. Uh, you know, people in New Mexico know what Maction is. So that, that, that is a positive for the league. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think in recent years, there's been kind of a lack of creativity, a lack of vision. I don't think it's a super forward-thinking league. Um, so, so from that standpoint, I think the UMass edition was somewhat surprising because uh, they, they, Mac has kind of seemed hesitant to take bold steps. Um, so maybe this is a new day. It, it might be, and for uh, the fans out there, you'll get UMass in some early action on September 7th as they will visit the Toledo Rockets, and Toledo obviously going to be on the board early with Quinion Mitchell to the NFL draft, so that's great for not only the, the brand of the Rockets, but the uh, the Mid-American Conference as well that was once known as the cradle of coaches. And so if UMass comes in, and that makes it 13, odd numbers are strange, so we probably want to get to an even number, which means we're going to look to add at least one more team, or perhaps maybe three more teams right because that would give us you know that'd get us all the way up to 16 and now we're really cooking with gas who would be some of the targets that you would look at kyle if the mac wanted to say okay we're going to grab umass but then we also want to kind of pick and choose our spots and adding a couple more teams i mean western kentucky is absolutely at the top of the list i mean they they wanted in the mac in in a few years ago when them and middle tennessee state were rumored uh middle tennessee state was the one who kind of squashed all that uh, so maybe, you know, Middle Tennessee would also want in again at this point. Um, but I, I mean, I think 14 is probably the number for the Mac. I'd be surprised if they added three more teams. Uh, the one issue you have with Western Kentucky or any other Conference USA team, they signed a grant of rights deal, you know, a few years ago when they made, they added Kennesaw State, New Mexico State, a bunch of other schools. Um, and there are questions on how much it would cost to get out of the league. Uh, this Florida state lawsuit actually could impact that. Um, because if they end up being to wiggle their way out with, you know, less payment than what the ACC wants, then I, I think there will be some sort of precedent set for the other leagues. Um, but I, I think you're looking uh, Western Kentucky at some point will be a Mac member. It's just a matter of when. Um, I don't think it's going to be you know this year, maybe not even next year, um, but eventually uh, they'll get in. And the one thing you got to realize, I mean, it's it's still two years till UMass gets in, so th- so they have a little bit of time here. I mean, if they if they went one or two years with a thirteen team league, I mean, it's not ideal, but it's it's not impossible. It, it'd be okay. Kyle, when we look at, obviously, the state of college football is in complete flux right now, right? Emphasis on the L in that word, because there's just so much up for grabs. Nobody really knows what's going on. NIL and the transfer portal has wreaked havoc. We talked to your cohort uh, last week, um, uh, Dave Briggs, about how it has really pillaged the mid-major, especially the MAC. 
in basketball. It, is there a way, have you devised a plan on, on maybe how to fix things at the mid-major slash group of five level? You know, does this need to be separated from the power five altogether? You know, it's really been one of my sticking points, you know, when we look at uh, for football, for example, and basketball, you know, and the rest of the sports are all different, but uh, to isolate football here, like I think the group of five should play for their own national championship. I don't know why we schedule these games and act like everybody has a chance when we know it's an invitational and, and these, these teams that work hard all season long are never going to get the opportunity to get a seat at the table. So I'm a big proponent of that. But is there a way to try to maybe divert some of the pillaging that's taking place here at the mid-major level? Man, that's a good question. Um, I'm full of good I'm questions. I'm not. <laughs> I am not fully in favor of the split. Um, I just, I don't know. You Why? Just, first of all, first of all, financially, I think they would be losing out on a lot of money. I mean, they're, they're, they're making out some in this new playoff deal. And obviously they're going to have a team in it each year, uh, the group of five. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, you just want to compete at the highest level. I know you don't have a real chance to win the title, but I mean, that playoff berth is going to be huge. And I mean, think of the excitement last year, if there was the 12 team playoff in Toledo, I mean, this place would have been going nuts. You would have been, you know, going into the Mac title game, having a chance to be in the playoff. I just, I don't know. I mean, I think there will be, would be much less buzz for a group of five playoff. I just, I don't know. I don't know how much people would be excited about that. I mean, that's, that you're essentially going FCS in a way. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and you can't do it in basketball, obviously. I mean, you 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 got to still you know play for the NCAA tournament and right. that and that. Uh, but I mean, from a larger standpoint, I just think college football in general should just be able to like break away and yes. be its own entity. Uh, it's I mean. All the money involved in in college football has just completely screwed up the entire college sports ecosystem. Um, I mean, it's a shame that they can't figure this out and just have the the top whatever teams kind of no conferences almost in football uh, because it's just dumb that USC and UCLA and Oregon and Washington are playing in the Big Ten and, you know, whatever field hockey and track and field and baseball and all these other sports. Like if they want to do it in football, fine, but they, you know, in men, even men's basketball, it's, it's dumb that those schools are in the big 10. Uh, so I just wish that football could kind of stand alone. You know, when as uh, I would, I will, I will elect you to my board of governors uh, for when I'm the commissioner of of college athletics, uh, Kyle. Because I, I'm, I'm, we're in lockstep here. Football is completely different. Separate it completely from the athletic departments and just be done with it. Like, let's just get a players union involved. Let's do it. Let's let's get a CBA out there. Let's get a salary cap and let's get after it. Let's roll it out there and play. Now, how do no, we fix? How do we fix Mac basketball? Because like there was once yeah. a time where things were looking really, really good in the hoops end. And right now you have one team in the top 130 in the NCAA net rankings. Like this is a, this is a debacle. Yeah, I know. I, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. Um, I, I do think the tournament will be fun this year. I mean, I think the top five teams are, are very, very even and would not be stunning if any of them won. Uh, but in terms of a national standpoint and having 
you know, two teams. I mean, they're not even close. And it wasn't that long ago that that they were up there. As as you you know, you talked to David Briggs. You said last week. I thought he had a really good story about the state of of MAC basketball. Uh, it's amazing how quickly things have changed. But I mean, a lot of these teams' schedules are just atrocious. Um, there is a little bit of the the pillaging of of top players. I mean, Toledo obviously lost Ray J. Dennis to Baylor, having a great year. Um, I mean, it's obviously that's kind of unavoidable. I mean, good players are going to leave if they're wanted at big time programs. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is because it just wasn't that long ago that the league was good. Even though I know it's been a long time since they had a large team. I mean. I think what it was like the ninth rated conference, like as recently as four years ago or five years ago. And now it's way down like 24th out of 32. I mean, that is really bad. Um, but there, uh, I, I think it, it, a lot of it starts with the commissioner. I mean, I think John Steinbrecher, good guy. I, I think that I've disagreed with a lot of, uh, the, I don't know, higher up decisions maybe in the, in the Mac in recent years. Now, maybe the most important question, uh, as Kyle does a great job covering both football and basketball for the Toledo Blade, uh, he spent a lot of time in the Big Ten, a lot of time covering the MAC. He's got his finger on the pulse, but also on the golf course as well. Do we have any personal goals out there for the upcoming golf season as you uh, begin your, your journey as a, a semi-professional golfer? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, wh- what are the golf goals for this summer? I mean, I guess not going through like a three-week stretch where I don't ever want to play the game again. <laughs> it's just there's just nothing more fun than playing well at golf. I, I just, in my opinion, I just, just like some people think like the the effortless to it and. You know, hitting down the fairway and then hitting on the green and, and two-putting for par. It's like, eh, you know, what's the fun in that? that? That sounds like the most fun thing ever to me. Oh, people uh, like, so. uh, you know, pros play boring golf, right? Fairway, green, two-putt. What's the fun in that? Yeah. I like to go in the trees. I like to spend 30 minutes looking <laughs> for my ball. That's what I like to do. Like, I think that's a really good goal. Let's not have a stretch where we hate the game want to throw our clubs in the lake. Exactly. What's the best part about your game? Hmm. What's old reliable? All faithful to you. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely not putting. Uh, I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at, at getting up and down around the green, and but, but probably. I mean, it all starts with driving the ball. I mean, I don't hit a far, but I, I hit a lot of fairways. And when you don't hit fairways, you learn how difficult it is to to score well. Because I mean, it just being in the rough or being behind trees is is a big problem. I am that guy that struggles to find fairways. I mean, it's just that that's a complete game changer. The days I hit the fairways, I play great. The days that I am you know, behind a tree, under a bush, hit the cart barn, I'm actually in the beverage cart. Uh, those are problems, and you can't you can't recover from there. Putting man, just I'm telling you, long putter. Went and got a long putter last year. Changed the game. Changes it because yeah, everything's nice. it's so different. It like shakes any bad juju that you got. Just like shakes it out. It's like it's like walking around the greens with sage in your pocket. <laughs> I will say one thing that makes a dramatic difference. I mean, I, I've played golf my whole life. I've been lucky enough to be pretty good at it. Uh, but last year was the first time I ever did a full bag club fitting. And it really, oh yeah, unbelievable. I mean, first of all, the process was was very interesting. Just the loads of information and data they throw at you, fascinating. Um, but I mean, it helped 
unbelievably. And, and I'm someone who generally shoots high 70s, low 80s, and, and like you could tell like a dramatic difference. I mean, especially the driver. I mean, it, it is completely fits my game and it's been a total total game changer so i definitely highly recommend doing a fitting oh i i went through it two years ago and it made all the difference in the world now granted i figured that this is probably the last time i'm going to buy clubs and then the next set of clubs i'll get to be like the massively oversized offset because my swing speed's 12 miles an hour and i'm, I'm playing from the senior tees but i went all i did the same thing i went all in i'm saying we're let's do this did you did you do a story on that by the way on your experience i did I did. I did it at Miles of Golf, and I wrote a story about it last summer. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it really, really was fascinating. And, I mean, I couldn't recommend it more. I mean, I, I, I know people who are very stubborn about golf, and, oh, it's not the equipment, and blah, oh, blah, yes, blah. And, is. like, yeah, <laughs> like, it, it, it doesn't guarantee, like, you're going to become some good golfer. But, like, it makes a world of difference. Like, you cannot just go buy it off the rack. I know people think that, but, like, that's just not how it works. Like, every swing is different. The, the, they make these clubs. The technology is so unbelievable now. Like, whether you're a low ball player or a high flight player, I mean, they, they will get you in exactly what you need. He is Kyle Rowland. Find him on Twitter, Kyle Rowland Blade. Go read that article about that in all the Mac at the Tuna Blade with Kyle Rowland. Kyle, thank you, my friend. All right, sounds great, Anthony. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges and Meyer wellness vitamins or supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus I can save even more with M perks like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from Impact Power Sports and The Huge Show. 
Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here. AB's doing a heck of a job, and I'm ready to drop some huge opinions about what he's talking about later today at 3 on the Michigan Sports Network.